Gentlemen, start your engine! Good afternoon, Radio Hotman. For those who don't know, Radio Hotman, thanks for coming and making time. It's on everybody's mind. For those who don't know, there's a big shebang. Sorry about that. Diabolical, uh, um, um, technical goodies. Radio Hotman. Oh, cheers, boys. Cheers. Cheers. On the river. On <laughs> the river. Rolling on the river. Oh, gee. With the heartland. With the heartland. With the heartland. heartland. Come on, come Shut up, dog. Shut up, dog. Ready? Yeah, why not? Let's go for it. Rifle 31. G'day, G- viewers. G'day. International podcast listeners from Nine Nations. Welcome to Radio Hot Lap, episode <laughs> 71. It's just great to have you all with us again. And it is. JP and I are here on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon it's so, out yeah. the backyard of Radio Hot Lab headquarters in sunny Adelaide. And mate, we've had so many warm days in a row. I know, it's just been absolutely glorious. It's a lovely balmy evening. As long as the mozzies don't come out too early, we'll be uh, quite fine. Dogs barking in the background. Yeah, just not, a, not the dogs' dogs. Just no, another dog. No. So rogue dogs. Hello, dogs Rusty Sausage. Oh, Rusty. hanging around. Yep. On the. Oh, yep. shut up. <laughs> That's another sausage. Can you say that on the uh, podcast? Yeah. Well, they want dogs don't sue. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Mate, I thought it was a pretty good. Uh, Good evening. We had at the Astra a couple of weeks ago our first live show. Uh, about it um, was. 60, 70 people uh, yeah. there in attendance. We did well. Um, <laughs> they had a laugh. They, they had a laugh. They did, and I think we're going to be doing more of that. So and I think we got a few uh, few new fans, which is good. You know, a few new listeners. <laughs> you got viewers. A f- you got a few new viewers that want to uh, <laughs> listen to your uh, your uh, rantings and ravings about Apple technology. We managed yeah. to put the Apple genius uh, from Apple Australia on the spot with. Uh, we did. <laughs> suddenly, here's an iPhone. But he was good. He was good. Credit where credit's due. And uh, no, it was a good night. So uh, yeah, I think it went went over very well. Very happy about Shut that. Up. And uh, dogs. Oh, it's that. been it's been two weeks though since then. Two weeks and what viewers? The whole last week, been and gone. Classic Adelaide has been here. We'll Classic get to Adelaide that a bit later. Gone away. It's not about us. We'll talk it's about. It's been a fantastic weekend. I just have to say it was really good. Do, do I need to go and sort that dog out? I mean, well, if we'll see if it keeps going or not. Well, I reckon it is going to before keep going. we start. You know. Oh, we've started throwing the uh, no I meant start throwing things throwing the towel in yeah or the baited meat or whatever the baited meat well mate you're throwing down a lovely Cooper's uh, I am. lager Cooper's uh, mate it is chilled to absolute perfection I have to say yes that fridge has probably been working a little bit over time I yep, noticed that uh, it was probably a little bit on the cold side mm. but uh, mate I'm, I'm, look I, I just can't go past this saddle Langhorn Creek Heartland Shiraz you've just uh, become an addict haven't you I've had a four night fourteen ninety nine war wouldn't you <laughs> Well, because there's probably other good stuff out there at fourteen ninety nine. You just have to find it. Right. So on with business, mate. Uh, where yeah. would you like to start? Would you like? To, you got a story to start with? Or would you like me to kick it off? No, I reckon you should kick it off because I think I kicked off last time. Fair enough. 
Well, um, because last time I had the list, this time you've got the list. <laughs> well, news of the week is that Aston Martin are going to uh, put their uh, their hat in for a uh, an outright victory with uh, Le-, Le Mans in 2009. After David Bram- Brabham has brought the uh, the GT1 car home for Aston Martin's first win for many many years, uh, they want to set their their sights a little bit higher. And with closed cockpit cars coming up yep. um, and um, regenerative braking being part of the uh, Le Mans um, Brief. mandate, uh, made us looking really good. And uh, I suppose that uh, none other than our friend uh, Uncle Al, Alan Simonson, could be in the box seat there, having tested the last two years at Paul Ricard in early February, but um, have, have has missed out. So what would change this time? Well, this time it might just be that he has a bit of a connection in the scene. Certainly sure. his uh, effort with, uh, with, with uh, Vodafone would have not gone unnoticed True. with uh, the boss of ProDrive, David Richards. But more so, um, uh, Robin Brundle, Martin Brundle's brother, yes. was in attendance there with the Vodafone team and seemed to shadow Alan pretty much the entire week. Um, and uh, they became quite good mates. Well, he's actually been now been appointed the boss of, um, of Aston Martin Racing. Ah, okay. Well then, there you go. You'd have to think that there'd be you a bit would. of a bit of a you know a, a, a look in there. And hey, let's face it. I mean, you know, steer-wise, he did very well anyway when he was there. So you know, and, and the testing he did before. Um, I guess the only sticking point would be if somebody of equal talent but a lot more money came along. Like Not necessarily sure money. how that actually will Bring work with money. work with ProDrive. At the end of the day. They yes, equal talent and and money it was definitely would be um, uh, something that they'd look at. But I'm sure that they are they are not short of, of commercial partners. And at the end of the yeah, day, they, they have yeah. realised that they need to win Le Mans to sell more cars uh, in the European and space. And there's a, there's a lot of old money over there, as well, you well know, being plenty plenty of that. Interesting, actually. So, well, is this a full? Now, were you just talking Le Mans, as in the 24-hour race, or are you talking the entire Le Mans series? Well, I, at this stage, all I'm hearing is that it's a Le Mans 24-hour assault. Right. Um, no doubt they'll be back there again in 2008, okay. running their their GD1 cars, and yeah. it would probably take them for a year a year for it to. I'm just to come wondering on, whether they'd think... actually go into the like the GT Championship over there, the Le Mans Championship for the year, just the European one. Just so that they get more miles up in the car, they can do more development. Bloody blah, blah, blah. I'm sure that the GD1 car program will continue, yeah. but in terms of like a LMP1, a prototype level mm-hmm. one car, uh, it's going to take a little bit of time for that to be, be brought about. And now that they um, have uh, basically uh, agreed that they will not be in Formula One for 2008, the inability of the Concord Agreement or the new Concord Agreement yes. to be ratified. Um, that uh, uh, they have some extra time on their hands, I suppose, before they enter the Formula One program, and that would give them yeah. some chance to sort of build a Le Mans prototype car. You know, the, the, the fact that all uh, all customers, all teams, must agree on 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 on, an, on a resolution with uh, the current Concord agreement, yes. and that the customer chassis handover issue has not been. Sorted. Resolved, it yeah. would mean that uh, 2009 is a start for ProDrive in Formula One, and um, yeah. what are they going to do in the meantime? They've certainly got programs yeah, exactly. going in yeah. uh, in all parts of the world here with uh, with FPR, which have been doing a brilliant job since ProDrive came along. You can only see no the success of Mark Winterbottom. Well, in, uh, yeah, I mean you've got to look at that. I mean Frosty's been going very, very well. 
And I think that, uh, you know, a lot of people, when uh, when Lousy actually went to Vodafone, were saying, why didn't he stay there with that one extra year because of uh, ProDrive's involvement, blah de blah de blah And certainly, the, it, I mean, it's lived up to the hype of the time in terms of how strong the team's got in the meanwhile. Absolutely. Um, but uh, that's it for me on Aston Martin. Right. Well, that's it from you on Aston Martin. Now, I noticed that um, bloody Shuey's been at it again. He's uh, been competing in some go-kart challenge now, organised by... Uh, um, Philip Massa? The, yeah, by, by Massa. They, they look, they look like sheds, don't they? They look like sheds, don't they? Well, they're weird. They they're look like, like those sheds that they have in, like, yeah. uh, dirt circuit racing. But, well, they actually look a bit more like... Uh, boogie boards, dare I say it, with wheels underneath. International knows a lot about shed racing, and, well, and, and, yeah. well, and we, we will have to. Would know about shed racing. He uh, <laughs> international. He's a, uh, he's a closet shed racer himself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah so, interesting. Yeah, looking. so Shoei just couldn't help himself. I just thought I'd have to get that in. Oh, and while I'm on the subject of Shoemaker, which this is totally unrelated, by the way, I just heard as I was driving here, they had an interview on the radio with one of these crusty demons guys. And uh, you need anybody near Calder Park needs to get out there uh, next year. I think it's about March the 29th because the crusty demons are going to try and break 10 world records. Is that right? Which ones yep. are they? Ah, oh, like the longest jump for a start-off, which is like 300 feet or something ridiculous. They've got to try and jump over 300 feet. And um, then they're going to try and do the biggest loop, which is like 120 feet upside down or something. I don't know. But all crazy stuff. So if you're anywhere near Calder Park, get there at the end of March next year for the Krusty Demons and 10 Guinness World Records they're going to try. They're going to need 10. They're mad. They're the guy they were interviewing on the radio, like he's got a titanium bolt in his leg and he's got a patch in his head and he's got staples and he's got, you know, all sorts of crap. Worse than Barry Sheen. I mean, you know. I don't know if he's going to do it if he's put 10 Guinnesses down his throat before he's done it. If he tried a few Coopers, That's I reckon he's got a better chance. Funny how the people thought the viewers at the or the listeners, whoever they might be, what do you call them? Participants at the at the live show. Participants actually, is a word. Actually, it thought that we like were Donald. sponsored by Coopers and Bridgestone. Yeah, <laughs> you can't win, can you? <laughs> well, I can see the Coopers connection, especially since we're drinking it all the time. Cheers. So, uh, <laughs> since we last met, we've now um, we've now realised that the McLaren appeal has failed mm-hmm. about the issue about the BMW and the, uh, the the fuel problems. But now the next thing f- facing Formula One is the fact that perhaps Renault was in trouble. Now, I've got a bit of a theory about this. You know, and I'm thinking to myself, that here's, here's what's going on, that there's been an engineer who was working at McLaren that went to... Uh, Renault. That went to um, Renault yeah. in, uh, in in after two thousand and six, and he's accused of copying the data onto eleven floppy disks, thirty three floppy disks. Now that's exactly my <laughs> point. Get out there of you here! Go. See, suddenly, What's wrong with a flash you, drive? If you, exactly, <laughs> if you wanted to get caught, wouldn't you use floppies? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, how slow are they? Firstly, what computers these days have a floppy drive? What are they, five and a quarter or three and a half hards? You put a freaking you put a freaking thing over yeah, there. Yeah, you can see it. I mean. You those USB flashes now. Well, the boys at work have got a two gig one, and it's as big as the slot. And it, you actually have to put it in a leather case, or you'd lose it. You uh, wouldn't even see where so it was. So that's a bit of madness, like oh, going floppy. Oh, this like, that'd be my argument. Going, Hello, but then he was like, a mechanic, wasn't he? 
How, how odd is that? You know, what are they, 1.44 megabyte floppies? Oh, I thought you were talking about IQ oh, and mechanics. Jeez, but that would mean there are 11 floppy disks and 33, uh, 33 files that each of the drawings are only around about 400k. Yeah, great. So we could probably work out what application they were building if we worked backwards. Anyway, well, that level could. of espionage. Each, each floppy only holds a drawing of a of a nut used on the wheel. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's make sure we walk out the <laughs> door single with valve. a large object under our under our under our arm or, or, or stuck in our pants. You know, like that they're going to be sitting in the sun, or we'll just have a tiny little uh, key drive that sits on our and our. On our uh, uh, unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, I love that. That's good. That's a funny one, mate. You that picked up good. on that real quick. <laughs> So this weekend is yeah, the final big, round of the V8 supercars, and yet again we have the uh, all of them coming together with um, Rickelli uh, 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 and well, we Tanner got... on the Holden front yep. up against teammates uh, Win Cup and Lounge uh, for Ford. Right? So either way, one of them's going to win. It's like action replay last year in a little bit of a different uh, sense. So yeah, don't have, don't have to be any dirty tactics, but who knows. Well, I, I, they're still talking about dirty tricks. I mean, I noticed that uh, Auto Fiction or someone's got a big thing somewhere that says about Lowndes worried about dirty tricks. Well, you know, cool, as he would be because he got shitty last year. But you know, I don't. I don't think that they, they, the teams do what they got to do within the spirit of the rules. Now, whether that is good or bad sportsmanship at the end of the day is debatable. But you know, if if it's all about winning, doesn't matter what category is you know anywhere throughout the world they'll do what they got to do to win it's so, only cheating if you get you know, caught exactly that's, that's right. right and uh, uh, speaking wrong. of cheating uh, <laughs> which is can be uh, completely unverified uh, that to the previous round of Simmons planes it came to light that an engine which was in uh, uh, Andrew uh, Andrew Fisher's car, Jesus Racing, you know. We're talking V8 Utes now. V8 Utes, right, doing yeah, the yeah, right yeah, thing, yeah, you know, okay. always like, you know, three Hail Marys and all that sort of stuff. Done the right, right thing. His engine happened to uh, be loaned uh, to spare engine out of his car, was loaned to uh, Colin Dunn. Um, and to finally to find that the inlet manifold was not quite as it should have been. So... It's a, bit, uh, it's a bit interesting to find out what's going to go on there. And it was a bit of a, a, a rough round for a bunch of people because Gary Baxter was found to have been using illegal fuel. fuel. Now, illegal yeah. fuel, what that means, it doesn't mean that his fuel was illegal. It means that he wasn't taking in fuel from the regular supplier. And because oh. his quota of fuel was lower, they went, well, where are you getting your fuel from? And there yeah. must be a reason for it. And he was um, unfortunately docked the points uh, that he was awarded at Queensland Raceway, which makes uh, Jack Ellsgood's position going into the final round with the championship lead of now about 25 points yeah. over um, Grant Johnson Grant and Gary Baxter yeah, behind, yeah. Um, quite a, a, a good proposition, considering it's a racer's track. True. And you're only going to find real racers out the front there. So, um, mm. barring mishaps... Um, I, I'm, I'm hoping Jack Ellsgood will be able to pull off the championship this weekend for not only himself, but for Coopers, and to be the first uh, sportsman in Australian motorsport history that has won an Australian championship that has moved from uh, another sport. Not NRL, another sport. Having said that, you might like to cast your mind back. Did Grant Kenny win a a championship? GTP. Anyway... Anyway, from another sport. Now, but, someone but else came in from another sport too, a long time ago. Yeah, Tony Greek. 
Tony Craig here. Oh, he yeah, was driving through. Cordia's. Yeah, yeah. Yes, no, what Sam Newman did, he managed to, he was the first person to bring Port His own toilet. Correct. <laughs> That's a Canberra. Can we were there. Remember, we right, saw yeah. him walking across the paddock. Reggie made his cut at 300. Toilet. <laughs> 400. Was it a 300? What's the matter with that chair? Is it a 300? It's falling apart. Oh, oh shit, now I've already pulled it on. Sorry, viewers. I didn't uh, say that. Yeah, can. I've just wrecked the chair. It's all right. I've got it back together again. Outdoor here at Radio Hotline. Mate, we need a bit of rain, I'll tell you. Have a look we around We do. There. I'll give you the big tip. The teppanyaki's over required. the back there. Mate, for dinner tonight, we have a little bit of a specialty. I, uh, what have we I, got? Well, I mate, I spent um, a week We're on the barbecues now, viewers? Barbecues, yes. Teppanyaki last and things. Week, last oh, year, wow. I happened to spend a week down at... Uh, Kangaroo Island at a lovely place called Antichamber Bay, which looks directly across to the Backstairs Passage. Pardon me. And uh, <laughs> it's the lower part of the Fleuria Peninsula it where is. the uh, the ferry goes across, but yep. all the freighters come around the coast there and drive up to uh, to uh, the Port Adelaide. So what you're saying is the ferries go across the Backstairs Passage? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm oh, saying sorry, is ferries. That, sorry. That, that, that the people who yep. uh, had the property there have gone and uh, produced their own spring lamb, all, all organic. Uh, the, the How do you get an organic spring lamb? Well, they just don't feed them anything nasty. <laughs> so tonight, okay. viewers, I've picked it up yesterday down at uh, Marston. Uh, got the call, went oh, yeah. down and picked up the box, a couple yeah. of legs and all this. We've got a beautiful rack there tonight. Now, mate, I might just go I and grab do, the rack. I do, do I know, I'm going to nice grab the rack. rack. I'll bring it out for you so you have a look. Just yeah. stand by. I knew a girl can, once like that. She had a great rack that you wanted to grab. What? The rack needs a little bit of... The rack? Oh, we're going to be needing to cut it up a little bit and put some string around it. Going to crown it? Viewers, he's dashed off to get the rack. I don't know. Anyway, here we go. Now, don't tell Johnny this, because while he's not here, I can talk about it. But I found today at one of my clients, Bottega Rotolo, um, wholesale food company that we actually went and did a cooking course at one night. They've got this book on teppanyaki cooking, and I'm going to get Johnny... I'm going to buy it for him for Christmas. I saw the preview of it there today, and it uh, looks really good. I'll tell Here's you more about it gem. once I've given it to him. Here's the little gym in oh, question. Oh, here we go. Ooh. Now, it's a beauty, JP. It is. But Look. as you can see, it hasn't... It, it's really sort of ready for... A, uh, it could be cutlets, and mm. perhaps it's even a cutlet knife. Look at that. Well, it could be, but it's... But uh, how do you French a little good. sucker like that? Well, you just got to chop them all up. But if you want to French them, though, then you've got to take all that fat and all that, all those little bits off to get the sticky up bits of the ribs out. And I don't know that that's necessarily a good idea. I think what we might do is we might just score it down the back there in between where the bones run so that as it cooks it will just fall apart nicely. A bit of Murray Valley pink sea salt on the top oh, and uh, some fresh from some fresh oh, uh, fresh rosemary all from through the massive bush we have there, there in uh, Lovely. the lamb we'll roast house. We'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll uh, stick the knife up underneath the skin there and we'll actually shove the rosemary inside there. Absolutely be beautiful. I'm glad you've taken on that role of looking after the meat. Tonight. <laughs> yeah, I've been con the game, viewers. <laughs> I'll do the salad and have <laughs> yeah, another heartland. Dallas, bloody hell. Yes, very good. Uh, so, a barbecue or oven? I think it's a barbecue night tonight. Really. Yeah, I think it is. It's, uh, well, hold on, what are we? You haven't got an oven one, have you? No, but we'll sort it out. Okay. Don't you worry about that. Well, yes, uh, so uh, last weekend and uh, a few days before, Classic Adelaide, mate, it was... Uh, it, was a hoot. Oh, it was the most enjoyable one I've ever done, I reckon. Is that right? For me well, personally. Well, you're the first one yeah. who's actually said that because everyone else said they had an absolute... <laughs> 
they didn't like it at all. I loved it. And that, that, that people who um, uh, wanted to come along and see something, it's not really a sport that you can watch a lot, but this time you're a bit more involved. Well, yeah, I mean, but it is a sport you can watch a lot if you get to the right places. And I think this is the big issue with, with things like this. When you're talking tarmac rallying and when you're talking special stages where the roads are closed, it's very difficult to get to a point where you can actually watch them going hard in relative safety and actually get close to the road. Now, okay, I was a bit spoilt because I had a Media One pass, so I could get closer to the road than a lot of people, like beyond the little yellow tapes. But however, having said that, this year I concentrated on going to spots at the middle of the special stages that I'd never been to before. And out of those spots, I reckon they were all superb. Um, none of them were like Cold Saw, where we were last year, or you know, what those 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 places. Um, and they were really good. Um, they were good spots. I got some great shots, um, and I really enjoyed just watching the cars roaring past. And you could actually see how hard some of those guys were working. And I mean, you and Jack went roaring through a few times. Different. Got some good shots of you guys. Um, and it. Oh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I must admit I was fairly apprehensive um, coming up to the event. I suppose it was just you know a lot of a bit of pressure there. Uh, we're not having been able to shake the car down properly at uh, Mount Buller uh, due to the weather and uh, the car not being 100% right. But it had gone back to Sydney and, and been sorted out in the way that it needed to be. And it came down uh, a week earlier for me to have a little bit of a tinker around for the point for the, to get things how I wanted it for yep. my side of the car. And uh, it, it, it and Jack had done uh, 30 laps at um, at Oran Park, and the thing right. had, had delivered times equal to the best uh, Group NC cars, 50 seconds around the short circuit, oh. uh, which is which is pretty damn good without running over the curbs. We we, we had a low exhaust initially, and we sent that off and, and got, got that and little bit fixed. Right, uh, a, a D and T exhaust oh, yeah, in, uh, in, in yep, D and T performance in Gil Gilbert Street. Gilbert Street, yeah. Hey, great job there. And uh, while you're waiting to get it fixed, you can just nip up the road to the Gilbert Street Hotel or the <laughs> or the uh, the the new Brunswick. Brunswick is it? Was it? Was the walk across the road? Was uh, further up to the another pub? What's that one? Brunswick, Bruns Duke of Brunswick, Duke, yes, Duke Brunswick. of Brunswick, up the other or, end of or across to the Five Star Deli and get some beautiful olives, or just up the corner of the Irish pub. Anyway, the no. car never scraped once all no. weekend. Uh, it was and an, it sounded awesome too. It, to yeah, say. it was a, it was a very very fast car. It's probably <laughs> only weighing in a little, little under twelve hundred kilos or five hundred and fifty horsepower. Uh, we had a few jetting problems, and 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 you know we we, we got yeah, I mean, we got it still... better during the weekend. But it was a rocket ship, and that was uh, confirmed by the fact that we managed to clear the uh, famous Paris Long stage, twenty four point yes. five five nine kilometres long, which is an awesome bit of road. A great piece of road from Strathalbum heading up towards Paris Creek, and then which would go on to um, Meadows. To Meadows, but yeah. rather you have to you come around a very fast six right and have to turn a one left and back down the hill with a very mm. gnarly crunch in the middle. So you've got to keep right on to the inside of your six right so you can actually turn the car around. Otherwise, you just won't get round in in one uh, one turning circle. But we got that that right and, and roared off back down the hill to clear the stage with a base time of 12.07 in 11.21 the only other people to do it were Cameron Waring in the uh, 4C3H Piranha um, who was uh, uh, teaming up with, with Beck Cochran, yes. who uh, Peter Cochran's, and Peter Cochran's other half, and also the Tony Cochran, the supercar yep. relation. And they they ended up winning the Classic. That's right, so uh, Piranhas are power. Pa pa well, Piranhas are, and I mean, 
for both Piranhas to do that in that stage, that I don't know what that says about the car, but you just have to look at the combination, I suppose, of there's not a lot of really fast sweepers through there. So that would suggest that the Piranha's a little bit better on the twisty stuff where you can get the power down, but you haven't got the same weight that the big boys have got to get, you know, and the same mass to get around the corners. Well, mate, I'd have to uh, disagree with you on that because oh. uh, if you'd actually had a look at the uh, at the, the the notes for that section, you would find there was nothing under a, under a seven. So it was very much a, a ten right and a ten left over crest, uh, and there was only a one left, and at mm. the end was like up and around the wide bone tree. Well, so then so, why didn't the big boys go quicker? I, I, I'm not sure about that. I think that, see, we came into day four on a bit of an advantage because on, on day three, on special stage 22, Scott Bottom, we'd actually uh, come across, uh, we're first on yeah. scene of a massive, yes, massive yeah. crash of an M3 in the bushes. Actually, we weren't first. Steve Hoynville, um, who was mm -hmm. uh, a, a contractor to beautiful Pro Drive, escort. beautiful yeah. escort. Absolutely it was much like what Steve Richards had run, yes. uh, Escort Mark 1, 1970, yeah. 1971. Having a lot of trouble, he had trouble with oil pressure. He had trouble with all sorts of things. Who had actually this gentleman had actually written the uh, the World Rally specification for the Ford Focus suspension. Uh, I think. Sus uh, yeah. No, the Ford the the, the, the specification. Right. Did I, say I just thought it was suspension specification. Oh well, that's what go. I heard. So well, there you anyway, go. Well, there you go. I don't, well, I'm not sure. we, we can't anyway, be specific whatever. about the spe suspension specification. Okay. Well, whatever. Oh, and he He's had a bit of He's sitting there laughing. He's probably laughing. <laughs> that's right. You know. Those tossers have got it wrong again. It, just Another a, a little, a little bit of a colour job, Steve, in the hair, and all those greys will be gone, and you'll look another ten years younger, and uh, just a little <laughs> just bit like more colour. A little bit more colour in the race. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good, and and Keithy George, Jack Ellsgood was um, very much uh, uh, a happy boy. Mm. Um, all weekend with it and uh, I'm happy to say that he was happy with my efforts and I was happy with his, kept the thing on the road, didn't run into any problems but something did happen to us uh, on the, well as we hear from other viewers at the track um, on Sunday morning someone came up and said did you guys have a spin on Saturday? And we went, no we didn't have a spin on Saturday, did we have a spin? I wouldn't have a spin. No you wouldn't know if, uh, if you'd had a spin. And I don't know about it. because yeah. like uh, from old dirt, old dirt bike racing you, you get your information from the seat of your pants and I do recall that uh, that didn't happen but yeah. I do remember we had a little bit of a push into a, into a uh, probably a seven left and five right we're going in so there's a bit of a 50 meter gap there before we went into a five right maybe it was a four right and and jack only made three noises in the entire event it was a little <laughs> like through the microphone when we had it twice on the prologue and that, that was the only other time so when we were running a little bit deep but according to rick bates and jenny britton who were following behind us who had managed to apparently according to them and they allegedly uh, allegedly this, propagated this us through the rest yeah. of the uh, yeah. the fraternity yeah. that uh, we were all over the place and he was about to drill us in the door a la um uh, the fujitsu race at uh, in 2006 and was uh, was, was terrible very hard at bathurst and uh, absolutely because it didn't happen um and we didn't have a problem and he suddenly crashed his brains out and the car was out of the event, so I'm not sure what's going on there because uh, they haven't contacted us. But uh, I suppose it's only fair to say that uh, it's all been made up because well, uh, you know so. what rally guys are like—they don't like circuit races coming along and sort of being yeah. okay in their territory, and then they've got to blame people. It can't be themselves. Yeah, but by the same token, you have to say too that they could have got it totally confused because there were a lot of bright yellow cars in that event. 
There's no doubt about it. No, but the, they, the reason why they couldn't have got it confused is because we had actually stalled on the start line. Yes. It's a little bit of a downhill, uh, uphill start. And, and, and they were and right we, behind you? No, we oh. grabbed a little bit of, Jack grabbed a bit of, um, the brake, handbrake wasn't working as well as we'd like to grab. Mm -hmm. Jack grabbed a bit of a uh, bit of throttle and actually blew back through the carburetor and it was just it had been running a little bit rich so it stalled and we tried to get it started and it was t taken a moment behind us was uh, a Rob Sherrard's old uh, Gia oh, yeah. Cotola uh, aka the Chuklotto <laughs> with uh, the two Kaplan brothers in it yes um, and they took off like a, a, a scalded, scalded cat yeah at that point in the day yeah um, later on it wasn't so no, good I looking um, and after rolling it into a ball the following day on the uh, <laughs> the, the, the stage directly after Strath and giving uh, away second place never eat the turkey for lunch it yeah. makes you sleepy viewers always they told me by Cameron Waring uh, at, at the rally that lecture right? that don't eat turkey and I noticed there's a little bit of turkey hanging around and it makes you go to sleep because there's some sort of chemical in turkey that slows you down and there you go the fried Saturday day three after lunch Strath downhill I'm oh, sorry Mackie to Strath you could be in trouble. Obviously, it caught them out. Very lucky that they got away from it. But going back to that situation <laughs> that I was talking about, that we probably were 15 seconds but uh, between getting off 15 seconds between um, Bates and Britain in behind yeah. us. So it, it is quite likely that they could have been behind us. But we didn't see them in the mirrors, and there was no, I didn't hear a horn blowing, and I and didn't hear any arms waving. Spinning. I didn't see any spinning, so it I reckon... There was no spin, spin, spin. So I'm not saying that say. it didn't happen, but it's a bit odd that I would have thought that if there was something, you'd come up and have a bit of a chat about it rather mm. than I'd send it all around the fraternity That's right. making Without unnecessary coming up and going, well, that was a bit of a hairy moment there when you had that spin. Anyway, so that oh, was good. Mate, it was so great. So you had a great weekend? Yep. Fourth in class? A fourth in class. 22nd that, overall. That is how we stand today, but an irregularity in the timing on the last uh, day, which was specifically the Paris Creek long stage, they yep. put us down for six minutes and seven seconds over the base time, which we know we didn't do because we right. actually passed a TR, TR8 yep. on that uh, on that section, that so we can go back blue, and they can go and say, well, look, if the TR8 did, did a one minute 22, obviously we can't be a 607. They've yet yeah. to uh, fix that. My calculations show that we'll be now somewhere either 16th or 17th in classic, and, right. and it's right on the money about whether we will take third place for the 42CH category. Oh, well, that's fantastic. It was a nice great, good result first up. And the other thing, too, is the car, I mean, I have to take my hat off to Lindsay, who came down, um, and to Stevie. Steve Blinkhorn, absolutely. Uh, Stevie Blinkhorn had built the car, and Lindsay, Lindsay Dive, who built the engine. The engine, and they both did a fantastic job. And to put a car together to come over for Classic Adelaide, first time out of the box, and only have what you would call minor problems, uh, no... You know, nothing major that needed to go to Wayville, no rebuilds of this, rebuilds of that. Um, I think it was a fantastic thing. No, to, as far as both of those guys was concerned, this was a totally unknown quantity. Uh, you know, Lindsay even said after he'd, uh, after he'd surveyed the scene on the first day that if he'd known that there was so much stop-start where you're waiting for the special stages and everything else, he probably wouldn't have built the engine the way he did in the first place. Um, and, you know, whether I, I think Steve obviously took a few few other things on board as he was what, looking around and, and seeing what other people were doing with various things with the chassis, etc, etc. So I think it, overall it was just a fantastic effort from all of you guys. 
Well, I think the you know the car just needs a little bit more sorting, a brake booster, um, a little bit of jetting there, probably a little bit more playing around with the suspension. It saw that it didn't tear up the tyres. We yep. used Kumho's, which were actually were very good tyres. They tires. were very feathered on the edge. By yeah, the yeah, the yeah, but they still... Overall, we, they held together very well. And the car's an extremely progressive slider. There is mm. no, no more sliding from the front or the rear. The whole thing will drift perfectly in balance with each other, yep. so you're not correcting it up like that. All, all very good. I suppose a little bit of work to be done. On the on the slower speed stuff, and of course, you know, Jack and I are coming to coming to grips with each other about what, what how much he listens, and and I think it's it's very very uh, and whether you call it right, yeah. So uh, and I'd like to at this point just say thanks to our sponsors that uh, made the event uh, possible for us. Coopers, obviously, absolutely. Maurice Lacroix Swiss watches. Yes. Um, Ross and Verco, uh, a uh, accountants. Yep. And uh, the Astor Hotel, Seven Stars Hotel and J Racing, naturally, for putting the car together, yeah, and Delmish uh, Residential. Delmish, yep, that's right. Yeah. And Hot Lap. And Hot, oh, hot, yeah, hot, yeah, hot Lap. Yeah. And Max yeah. and Norwood. Max and Norwood. Yeah. JP, mate, thanks for all your work. Yeah, we that's forgot right. about all that. Yeah, and thanks for putting the sticker on the front of the car. Uh, as right. you would so, do. Uh, just, I need you to yeah. just send me a check for 320 dollars so I can pay for the sign on. Well, that's okay, because uh, you can just take it off of the uh, two jerry cans full of petrol on the jerry can. <laughs> yeah, you will use an <laughs> Premium unleaded. <laughs> so I think we're about even. 320. Ah, <laughs> oh, he's kidding, viewers. Yeah. I uh, had a little bit of a chat to, to Barry Oliver on the very last stage. Uh, we were sitting at the top of Windy Point, um, special oh, stage 33. And, and Barry came down for a bit of a chat. And, uh, and For those of you viewers who may not be aware, Barry Oliver, Jim Richards' co-driver. Barry and Jim have won... Uh, Many Targers together. Yeah, and, nine Targers, yeah. But this is but an event that has alluded them. they still always trying for this event, and they can never do it. They uh, were also in a, in a classic car. A, a, 944? Oh, no, it was a modern classic car, yeah, a 9... A, a, yes, it was a 944. Yep. Um, but uh, it came down and said, oh, jeez... Well, I'm hanging out for a beer, and I said, mate, I, I, I am too, but it is a Crown Lager event, so Jack and I are going to have to be careful when we go down to the beer tent, you know, with our Cooper's gear on, that we're not caught being snapped holding a, holding a Crown Lager in our hand, um, which, of course, we didn't no. uh, have at any time, because luckily you guys came along with some Coopers at the right moment to Absolutely. just plug it into our hands, so we, As we, 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 we look, look good. And he goes, oh, let me tell you, when I was doing supercars, um, or when, when we do supercars, we were even told to take bottles of water in that didn't have labels and everything like that. And I said, look, Barry, that not won't be a problem anymore for you, will it? And he goes, no, it won't, because Barry's been given the flick after 18 years of V8 supercars, and I think as the voice of V8 supercars, he's going to be sorely missed. I do too. I think he's uh, he's done an absolutely sterling job over the years, and certainly it, it's not just the V8 supercars too. It's it's the support races. Uh, a lot of those venues, like Classic Adelaide, uh, Classic Adelaide, at the Clipsal 500. Um, Barry's always been there. He's always you know called the races, called the support races. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I don't know what they're thinking, but there you go. Time marches on, I guess. Well, I don't know what they were thinking because I believe that just before Wayne Caddick has disappeared from the, the scene there at VO Supercars, because there's obviously a bit of a power struggle going on there. Uh, with John Houston uh, going and 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 and, uh, and uh, Wayne Caddick going yes. as well. Uh, and I'll get on to that in a minute. Um, yep. well, that's that, a fairly uh, substantial uh, bit of uh, reporting to do. Was it? Uh, he had a call to say, look, you know, don't think that what we've what's been told to you means that you will not be doing any. 
uh, more commentary. And oh. he goes, oh, what do you mean by that? He said, well, you know, you, you might be invited back as a, as a guest commentator. And it's clear to see that uh, that they are requiring more, a younger uh, yeah. a, a type of uh, Communi- communication yeah, 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 with Aaron yeah, yeah. Noonan and stuff like that, and, and yeah. which is fair enough. Yeah, and uh, and I, I just looked at Barry and I said, "Mate, you're super dear now." And he says, "Oh, I'm <laughs> so expensive." <laughs> so, As he would have too. <laughs> Incredibly expensive. They want him back. But just to finish off on that, I, look, I think it's been oh, a little bit. Um, uh, you know, the press don't really necessarily. Uh, explain exactly what's going on there and nor do we know the, the fine details of it and nor do we need to know other than at the end of the day Tony Cochran was the guy and the figurehead who brought V8 supercars to the mainstream he has made a supreme effort and the success of the category has allowed all these upgrades of all these other circuits yes. and, and, and many other places that can uh, you know there might be a race for one week a year yet they benefit from it for the other 51 weeks of the year. Well, I mean, and, t- and many other Townsville, uh, what's it, the year after next? In, in so federal government, hopefully federal government money, that. thanks for coming. So he's done yeah, a, you know, a super so. job, so I give him my complete vote of uh, a vote of confidence. And at the end of the day, viewers, you know, like, it's all about the racing, and, you know, you, you forget it, don't, don't get too involved with, with what's going on behind the scenes. So long as it's going forward, that's a good thing. So so I, I, I applaud Tony Cochran. I think I'm going to give him a clap, because it's the first time I've done a clap on that. Is that right? I'm, I'm, Clap. You just wanted an audio clap, didn't you? I did. Yeah, oh, okay, alright. Good on you, Tony. You know, it's still... No, it's an interesting battle, that one. Oh, if it was a battle. Indeed. I'm going to give you a bit of a segue. Well, oh, it's not really yeah. a segue, but... Uh, Apple is about to release, uh, looks like, the uh, software development kit, the SDK, for the yes. iPhone. Yes. Um, and there's been a bit of a backlash about the pricing structure for iPhone in the UK. There has been a bit of a backlash about the pricing structure for uh, the iPhone in the UK. And interestingly, you would have read the uh, article I forwarded to you yesterday that sort of basically said, well, it would appear that the POMs are all tight asses and that the are all big spenders because somehow um, the iPhone's just taken off like hotcakes in the US and the, and the UK after a survey done by a computer research company uh, the majority of UK uh, respondents have said that it's too expensive they wouldn't spend that much money on the phone but the thing you've got to bear in mind there is that they come from an environment where 99.9% of their phone plans are uh, pay the thing off over two years, sign up for the plan, uh, pay a fixed price per month. You get all these phone calls, all these SMSs, uh, you know, mates, rates, calls, this, that, and the other, and you pay the phone off at the same time. So they're not used to paying outright for the actual equipment. Um, the US and here is a different story. There's a lot of people who are locked in the same as the POMs who do the, you know, we'll pay it off as we go scenario. But there are also quite a significant number of people who will go and buy the phone outright and then choose their carrier and stick the carrier SIM card in it. Um, so on that basis, I would suggest that when the iPhone actually arrives here at probably February, March next year, which supposedly is around the same time as the developer kit will be available, um, we'd probably see in uh, in Australia something in between the US, uh, you know, where the US is and where the UK is. We've certainly got a lot more people here willing to spend the money, I believe. Um, and 
but we don't have as many as the US. Uh, but we've also got a lot of people here who wouldn't spend the money on a phone. Look, out. I think the SDK kit is is going to be extremely valuable um, for for the, the customer base. Um, you, I can see immediately that there will be tools like the extensibility of the uh, Adobe PDF uh, 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 engine will yes. be available because you can imagine how many production managers would be running around wanting to be able to view things and mark up things um, in, a, in a proof on the fly. So think of the fact that you could actually get a, a piece of a, a proof document of something going to press on your iPhone and use the markup tools to be able to annotate that and send that back to the uh, the people who are working in the production facilities. And then and, they can or, just direct to plate it and put it on the press? Absolutely. So And I, then I, you only have to finish lunch an hour early to get to the press check. It's all about lunch. <laughs> there you go. We've got a lunch on next week. The Irrelevant Lunch Club Christmas do. Christmas do. And we're going to some toffee joint down the bay, I know. Toffee joint? Well, I don't know if it's toffee. I've never heard of the place before. Who it's in a good spot. It's a nice so, spot. There you go. One, a good spot. Must 12 be 30 for one. Absolutely. Now, talking about the Irrelevant Lunch Club and talking about um, the bay, our old mate Alan Baker. And, and talking about Clipsal, uh, sorry, Classic Adelaide. Uh, our old mate Alan Baker got a Guernsey at the uh, BEA Motors, um, I don't know what they call it, it's the Classic Adelaide preview on the Sunday down at Elder Park, the Sunday before the event starts, and they have lots of, like, ridgy didge classic cars down there, and our old mate Al got a, got a Guernsey to uh, drag the E-Type down there. The Inton or no, the National Concours winning E-Type, I should say. Oh, he would have been unbearable. He was very happy, I have to tell you. In fact, he invited me to go with him, and I couldn't because I'm still busy building my deck. So there yeah. you go. How are you going with your deck? My deck, well, by the end of this weekend, I should be pretty well decked out. I'll be allowed to, will I be allowed to come over or am I still banned? No, you'll be allowed to come over. You'll, I mean, be, you'll, you'll even be allowed to be, uh, come over and sit on it the weekend what after What about your brother-in-law? He hates me. No, but your brother, my brother-in-law won't be there. He's all right. Why does he? Why does he hate me? He doesn't hate you. He does. He doesn't. He spoke to you at Victor Harbour and yeah, during Classic Adelaide. It's only because I was being a mega star. He, gave, he, just, he even gave you a bloody hug. I saw him. He gave me a hug, did he? he oh, did. there you go. I can't See, so you must be that. all right. Must have been the sweaty... Must have been. Oh, you don't get many of them at a pound, do you? No, you don't. Anyway, moving right along, viewers. So, uh, Australian GT the weekend after uh, the V8 uh, Ute, Ute final, the V8 Supercar final, and yes. I, I should have said Marcus Sukanovic in the final for his yeah. Fujitsu Championship. Um, he's been spending a lot of time on his personal health, like getting right. himself really, really fit, and it's great that he's got, got a new uh, sponsor in Skins. Uh, to uh, to help uh, help his uh, pay the bills along with Opus Prime, right? Uh, and and there's so even Opus Prime and the stockbroken guys, and then Skins. What do Skins do? Skins they are like a uh, thermo body wear that, um, I don't know. They're just stuff, you know. I don't read the marketing material. <laughs> yeah, what well, I know. I never look. It's uh, you just rework it. I can try. I'll come up with a, a platypusx.com. Platypus X. Just go to www.platypusx.com and you'll find out they're the people that bring and the skins. product. Skins. 
Good on you, Marcus. Anyway, so you should be going good this weekend. And uh, yes, he just had a good chat with him today. And this was a learning year for him with the uh, with the car. I reckon he'll uh, go for broke next year. I reckon he's going to. I reckon he'll go as well. And he's also going to be look like he'd be up for that champ car test with uh, Opus Prime since they bought a little bit into, or maybe a large bit into Conquest. Champ car team, mm, but interesting. the Australian GT Championship the following weekend, it's going to be a close one, and I've, again, oh, I've that? got at to Sandown, a 350k race, I've got right. myself into another situation like I had oh, last year. I have. Remember last year, and I had Marcus and Jack first and second in the championship. Yes. And I go and look, sort of doing the PR for both of those and guys. Who do you well, you know, well, that's exactly. On, well, I got myself in a bit of a worse situation because not only if we we're looking after Uncle Al, Alan Simonson, who's yeah. leading the championship, we've now taken on Bryce Washington, who yes. is equal on points with Alan going into the final round. So uh, and, and and I think as we mentioned at the last event that uh, last uh, radio ha- yes. episode seventy that you can drop a round but Al didn't have a bad round so that's even worse so the Ferrari four thirty I have to say I feel will be on the back foot today it confirmed his t- his co driver for that event will be Tim Lay and uh, with um, with uh, Washington uh, Trimble who oh, are also a good yeah, uh, yeah, good uh, good peddler in that category. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen. Um, mm. That's going to be a bit of an interesting well, how thing. How long is that race? 350k. Yeah, I was going to say, it's fairly big. Now, you would expect that John Bow would be there, being the Lamborghini sort of stalwart, and uh, also having one week out of his finishing his V8 uh, supercar career, he'll be there as he had been in the last few races. But no, the car's been sold oh, yeah. and uh, to uh, Ross Lilly, and uh, he's spitting chips. Yeah, well, as he would be, because that totally upsets all of his plans for next year now. Because well, technically, he hasn't got a drive, and he's like he's retired from V8 supercars, and there's nowhere to go um, with. Uh, <laughs> With, with GT. So. Well, mate, you know that... that but he'll, he'll, he'll be there. something But at least he won't be doing the rear gunner you know sort of that, stuff because you know. he would be rear gunnering for, for, for Bryson. And, and and at the end of the day, uh-huh. the best man can win, must win on the day. And I, I look, I, I have to say that I, looking at form, I've just probably got to got to put my money on 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 the uh, Lamborghini I think the Lamborghini is going to Lamborghini is going to be a stronger car yeah, there yeah I think it's a very uh, very strong not car. to say that you know, I mean Al's going to do everything he can but I think the Ferrari 430 is just a little on the back foot now yeah hmm Oh well, that's going to be a very interesting anyway, one, isn't it? either way it's going to be a hot lap championship yeah, it will and be. if we can get the uh, get the U- program down as well then it'll be a Ute Championship, an Australian GT Championship yes. and uh, on the 13th of December at uh, the CAMS Awards we'll see yep. whether Jackie Keithy Ellsgood Orama can win, George, can win <laughs> the uh, CAMS Motorsport Personality, Personality of, of the, the Year. year. Right, so okay, how so good would go, that be? Viewers, you need to get onto that and, and get in there and start voting. Where do they vote, Johnny? Oh mate, it's done. Finished. Voting finished last Friday, so... I thought uh, you could still do it. No, you can't. No? Oh, okay. It's finished. Beg your you know, uh, That cam's taken several weeks to work anything it, out. I thought it finished at the end of the month, which is this Friday, not last Friday. So there you go. But there's still the Racer of the Year awards, isn't there, in uh, Auto Fiction? Yeah, forget about all that. Don't worry about that? It's public rubbish. Public You can't say that. 
Channel 10 is uh, launching a new uh, high-definition channel coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, that means it's a full 1080p uh, channel, which yeah. for those people who have bought what you call full HD uh, TV tuners and plasma or LCD screens, means that you'll be able to watch uh, television in the full native high-definition resolution, 1920 pixels by 1280 Rating. lines. Yep. Um, and NASCAR is going to be showing 39 NASCAR races on it in high definition. That Isn't should that right? be pretty good. Ooh. Only if you've got Foxtel, though, presumably. No, it's Channel 10. Channel 10? I said it was Channel 10. Don't you listen? Yeah, you said... What have you yeah, been, you on, said the a different, you have said you been a different... on the Rudd the Dud earwax eating contest show? Get out of here. You... S- All right, I'm not going there, viewers. Don't worry about it. Well, I don't want to get politically okay. motivated. No, I don't. Don't start me. No, we're not saying anything about our political motivations. We're not here. saying anything about our I political think that motivations. The, the nation will go further forward from here. A computer for every child is as an absolute physical impossibility unless they're going to employ about two or three more IT people in every school. Yeah, that's an interesting a multiply that out plus the cost of the computers and think whether the, whether the country can afford it. What's the, the chance? No. What's the chance of that going Apple's way? I thought, geez, it really well, should, there, shouldn't there's, it? There's some, I would suggest they'll be in there pitching with the but best could of them. The, can they deliver? They'd be at, they'd make sure they delivered, I would suggest. Oh, now look at that. I've just remembered something. How would you be? I know. How would I be? What's well, the question? Well, okay. The, the question is not the question. The question is the answer. And the answer is Clipsall 500. Yes. If you've seen the, the new ad for the Clipsall 500 this year, viewers, you'll see it's on that sort of grungy looking uh, bright green... Uh, type that's falling apart in that's big and blocky damaged and type. yeah damaged type I'm yeah, a fan of the um, art yeah I know you are and the, the R's backwards because these wankers can't spell or I don't know what they're looking at I don't know I don't know whether they're looking in the mirror or they're looking straight they're ahead appealing to oh, the younger yeah, generation yeah, and the Clipsal 500 the A in Clipsal's just fallen over we haven't checked the website anyway yet. no we haven't you're right so we but don't look at websites that we don't do anymore in the advert on the back of auto fiction they've got them all pulling this bloody uh, supposedly pulling a cork out of a 10th anniversary bottle of uh, victory champagne no it's not it's not it's a party popper you goose well oh all right it's supposed to be a giant look, party, a party popper. popper with all okay, this well, right, stuff well, okay. well, moving right along then there was the party popper that caught my eye right yeah. because if you drive down port road drive out of adelaide viewers get on the port road going down towards port adelaide and just as you get out of town on just going get past the, the police barracks and you're about to turn right on Port Road or the road drifts around to the right, there's a big Holden dealership on the corner on the left and on the top of the Holden dealership they've got that same inflatable party popper. It's a huge one. But the other day, someone hadn't put enough air in it and it was very windy and, well, the end, of the neck of the party popper was just sort of flopping up and down like this if you get my drift. While I'm sitting at the lights. So a bit of a flop. It, it wasn't a good look. It definitely was not oh, a good dear look. Me. A bit it of looked a like it had too much beer. A phallic sort of object. Yes, a phallic object that was um, over had uh, over imbibed. So there you go. Jeez, so maybe uh, maybe uh, maybe Beckham will be turning up, and there'll be a huge amount of uh, female uh, candidates that have had too much herbal life. Well, could be. Well, hey, the way Beckham's been going the last couple of days in town, he's uh, in, in Sydney, he's been going bunter. Well, they've been going bunter. So, mark my words, he'll be back here, he'll live here one day. 
Timo Glock's been signed as the uh, new driver in uh, Toyota Formula One, the yes. current GP2 winner, uh, 2007 winner, <coughs> the previous year, Lewis Hamilton. <coughs> so I think that things will be looking up there for Toyota, but disappointing to find that uh, I suppose they still really need to have a senior race engineer with Ross Braun going to, to Honda. However, having said that, it really pushes, it ups the ante of the Japanese manufacturers because Toyota is not used to, to not winning. Truth. So uh, I, I'm looking forward to had that. a year of not winning. And interestingly, I noticed that... Um, uh, who's the other driver who's already there and been there forever? Um, uh, it's uh, Yana Trulli. Trulli has still got two years on his contract to run. From, he makes good wine. now. He makes so good wine in Tuscany. a long way. Now, in, ah, now, we're talking about that, and you mentioned earlier about the fact that the viewers, um, that we had so many people rock up at the Astor the other weekend. Now, one of my employees, who should know better than argue with me because I was sacking. Who, can you actually, name him? Yeah, I can name him, Andrew. Um, took took um, umbrage. Was he the supercar driver? The, he's, he's, sorry, he's the, the guy who is in the superbike. Oh yeah, he did it. Now, he got, he got up me as well. He took umbrage to us our statement about the fact that the Japanese can't get their head around Formula One, on the basis that, in his opinion, they've been doing it for so long in superbikes that it shouldn't be a drama. Now I've got an answer for that. And it's not your sacked, Andrew. You'll be lucky to hear. Because the but, IR laws haven't come in yet, so right. you can bugger off. Oh, well, that's... We'll, we'll get him Maybe on I the show. move quickly be, before uh, Rudd changes him back. We'll get him, anyway, we'll get him on the show for a right reply. He did actually say that he wanted to come on the show for a right reply. Yeah, well, but, it, but it, just he could think, be the new Ashley. Just think... Well, he could be. <laughs> just think about this, though. Yes, he's probably correct in a lot of ways, because if you think about the Japanese involvement in motorbike, in, in motorbike racing... It, is, it goes back to the Barry Sheen era. It goes back to the mid-70s when the Japanese started really getting stuck in and getting involved. Now, we're talking 30 years on that basis. So if, you took, if, if you're involved with something for 30 years, of course your mindset's going to have changed over that period of time. And let's face it, back when the Japanese did get involved with motorbike racing, it was a particularly European sport and they had to enter it with a very open mind and learn everything the way the Europeans did it. Formula One's a different kettle of fish. They've come in late. They've, they've got their own now uh, philosophies and their own way of doing things, and they're not so open to the European way of doing things. And in Formula One, I reckon it's just a whole different ball game. So there you go. There's my two bobs worth. Think right. about that before we get you on, Andrew. That's right. Just think about that. And, and where's my Mac? My, well, where is my Mac, JP? I've been ordering it for a month. What's going on? Oh. I'm, I'm actually starting to get to the point. You know, it's now we get into the threshold and go, hang on a minute. I, I don't need to do much now between now and January when Mac well, will come off. And Mo's. So you can't deliver it, can you? <laughs> yeah, we probably can't. I've got a new office. I reckon it'll be. To be honest, at least 10, maybe 14 days before you see it. And by then, will you still need it, or are you better holding off? Because I, 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 we're that close I'm not bitching and moaning, but I am, I'm, I'm, I'm appalled that it's taken now probably going to be the best of six or seven weeks. Johnny, you're not it. as appalled as the people who ordered a MacBook Pro 15 inches that waited three months. It, but I, I'm paying rent on a new office that I can't use. 
Why? Because I have to have my hot, my computers here. I need them at both places. Well, just take your portable there. Yeah, but it's just... Anyway. So you're blaming me for your incompetence? No, I'm not. Logistically. No, but for your logistic it's incompetence. It's not my logistic incompetence. <laughs> it's just that you were the one who tipped me into the friggin' thing in the first place. Oh, so there you go. So, oh, you just say you've nice been digging yourself you a hole. Anyway, Mel Rose <laughs> is uh, go, now uh, uh, going to bring out this TV show about his efforts in uh, going to Nürburgring. Yes. And you can go and see it somewhere in Sydney on December 12th. Was it a live show? Yeah. No, it's a movie. He's done, oh, I know, right. oh, no, okay. Rick Shaw could be involved handing out is it gonna, pieces of lemon or is something. Is it going to um, do the circuit? Like, Is it going to come around all the cinemas? Or no, it's going to be a one, one of those art movies, a cult movie. No, I doubt yeah. it. You never know. It might be. But anyway, good on him. He's done it. And um, that's a bit it's unfortunate. self The GT Championship Classic has done a full-page ad in uh, one of the local magazines. Yes. With JB. Featured heavily when he won't be there. But luckily in the middle... There's a. Uh, well, is there any anybody else who's actually recognisable? Oh, well, there's Al. Uncle Al. Because he's got Coopers Bryce all over. Little, little yeah, well, you can see Bryce's car, but you know, I see what you mean though. JB's there as a as a face or whatever. Johnny, you've had that bottle of red wine out here long enough that there's even a bug inside of it now. There's a uh, a fly doing a breaststroke. Only a very small fly, I have to say. The dogs is hassling. In the uh, background, oh, she's got she's a hankering for the smell of that lamb. That lamb well, we better uh, get on and get and something done with it because it's bloody uh, quarter to eight already. Quarter to eight, and, eight. The, and the mozzies are going. So, uh, viewers, thanks again for listening to Radio yeah. Hot Lap. Thanks, viewers. Episode 71. That's the only podcast that takes a lighthearted look at the role of international podcasting and lighthearted barbecue Barbecues actions. Lighthearted uh, barbecue. Motorsport uh, paraphernalia and uh, red wine. Yes, and we're just about to go and uh, do the barbecue thing now, so we'll let you know next week how good it was. And we will be back next week, having been away because for two be weeks, because we promise we will. We Won't did. we? Absolutely. See you, viewers. Good night. <laughs> You're an idiot. <laughs> so are you. <laughs> and there's a fly in that red wine.